You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Ryan, and I'm interviewing our other host, Phil, today, and his son, the man of the hour, Beckham. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you here. And you said uh, before we started, this is your first podcast. Yeah, it is. How are you feeling? Oh, uh, nervous, but excited. Yeah, you're going to do great. And, and you're how old now, Beckham? I'm 13. And when was your birthday? March 13th. All right, so just a month ago. Cool. Another softball question, just so the audience gets to know you. Beckham, what would you say is your favorite food? Mm, probably pizza. Pizza? Yeah. What, what kind of pizza? Are you like cheese, pepperoni, mu- anchovies? No, not anchovies. <laughs> I think, I like pepperoni. Pepperoni? Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, awesome. We're all warmed up. You're going to do great. I'm excited to get into our topic for today. We're talking about rites of passage, a.k.a. coming of age could look like a ceremony or an event marking an important stage in someone's life. Traditionally, the initiate leaves or is separated from his or her group or family, and then they perform various tasks or rituals that kind of establishes a new status or identity. And after that's done, they then return or re-enter their group or family or community with that new status or identity. So in our case, we're talking about you know a young boy's transition from boyhood to manhood experience that you guys recently shared. I'll just hit on kind of a little bit of uh, historical background and then we'll just get into your guys weekend. So, and I'm, I'm just going to refer to a rite of passage as a ROP. Okay. Oh, just for wow. brevity's sake. Wow. So yeah, wow. feel, feel free to do that as well. If you don't want to, no worries, but <laughs> I like, I like uh, brevity. So yeah, per the Encyclopedia Britannica, many of the most important and common ROPs are connected with biological crises or milestones of life. So there's birth, maturity, reproduction, and death. Those bring changes in social status, therefore in the social relations of the people involved. So other rite of passages celebrate changes that are mostly cultural. So like an initiation into a society composed of people with like special interests. One example would be a fraternity also known as the fraternity. Mm. We haven't created our, our ROP yeah. for the fraternity we yet. To. So <laughs> initiation. <laughs> the the wheels are everything. turning there. Yeah. <laughs> Be afraid. No. So yeah, ROPs have ex- existed since the earliest recorded societies. And I mean, even if you think of it in biblical context, you know, the bestowing of the birthright between Isaac and his sons, which is a pretty controversial story, but that would be an example of a, of a ROP just an act to signify a shift in the younger man's status and identity as he entered adulthood. So do you guys want to hear some examples of rite of passages just around the world? And bear bear in mind, some of them are really weird. So it's fascinating to me. And I think when I thought about rites of passage, I was like, what culture or what people group I think do a decent job of this. Uh And I was like the Mormons. Oh, Hmm. okay. Because they send their, 
you know, the, the it's not the it's, pilgrimage. It's kind of the pilgrimage where yeah. they have to go in groups of two and then they go out and do the deal, but then they come back in society and they're like now men. Yeah. But I'm like, they've actually done a pretty good job of that yeah. anyway. But that's what I was thinking of when I was kind of going through this of like, man, there's not a lot of people other than the Mormons that I was thinking of that have this rite of passage. Sure. And yeah. leading up to this, it was fun for me to ask all these guys that I knew, like, when did you become a man? That was really good. You want yeah. a, you want an icebreaker question? <laughs> Throw that Deer out headlights there. Look. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So. Even going to the, the Mormon thing, it's like, yeah, their mission is to share their faith. And like, contrary to popular belief, like they don't even believe in the same God as us. And they have very different views of who Jesus was. And so, but I definitely respect the fact that they are out sharing their faith. And it just kind of convicts me that. I should be uh, a lot right. more open with my beliefs because we believe in the true God. So, all right, here's some examples. We'll start with some some well-known ones, and then we'll get into the weird stuff. So, yeah, Jewish bar mitzvahs, so religious coming of age for boys and girls around the age of 12 or 13. They recite from the Torah. Uh, they receive gifts from relatives. A lot of times they get money. Uh, really, it's for them to be acknowledged as adults and for them to really decide for themselves if they wish to continue practicing Judaism. So, yeah, big a big momentous time for them. There's a Sweet 16 in American culture or quinceanera in Latin America. Mm. Celebrates uh, a girl's transition from, from childhood to womanhood. Now we'll get into the, the weird stuff. So <laughs> Vanuatu land divers. This is a ROP practiced by men in the South Pacific of Vanuatu. Guess what? Land divers. Any guesses of what they do? they jump off the tower with the ropes on them, the vines? Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> they they the jump that I know from this. 20 to 30 meters high. And they're not using bungee cords. No. They're using vines. Vines. So just... Vines from trees around their ankles. It's the OG bungee jumping. Letting it rip. And I guess they're hoping that they don't go splat. And if they don't go splat, you're a man. You're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving right along. So walkabout, you may have heard of this. This is practiced by Australian Aboriginal groups. Adolescent males, typically age 10 to 16. They live in the wilderness for up to six months. Wow. To mark their transition to manhood, I wouldn't last six minutes. Three so minutes. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's Hamar cow jumping in Ethiopia. So young boys must jump naked onto the back of a bull and then run back and forth three times over the backs of like four bulls standing side by side. Oh, wow. And that's basically how they... Or they get acknowledged as men if they can do that. Huh. So, do, they, do they get a redo on that? <laughs> if they fall? I don't know. That's a good question, Beckham. Yeah. Okay, wait. I think there's a video of this. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I think I've watched it. On TikTok? Like last week. No, this <laughs> is a true story. This is, I'm going to make sure. You just is keep this talking, done in Nebraska? Was this like no, our take this on was, it? Uh, it's called Human Playground, I think, on Netflix. Oh. And I'm going to tell you, like, it's like this third episode or something. Okay. And I've they seen talk like about the first rite of passage. Nice. And it's the... They weren't naked, I don't think, but they like had to hold on to the the cow's like back. Okay. And then anyway. Might might be the same, might be different. Might be different. But it it did seem like there was something about rite of passage and I was okay. like Okay. Wee. Yeah. Like, that is, that you, is do you remember weird. where that where they did that at? No, you keep you, talking. You, yeah, you keep doing I'll do my stuff. And then one that we might be a little more familiar with is like tat the tattoos of Polynesian cultures. So the traditional Samoan rite of passage in which a young a young man endures like three to four months of inking so just Whoa. consists of like unbearable pain in which the artist is like tapping 
ink designs oh. onto the boy's skin with a mallet and it just has like a, a spike at the end of it that they dip in ink and like guess how long it typically takes for a boy's skin to heal after that well, any guesses i don't know months months takes typically a full year oh my goodness yeah and like there's risk of infection no. which i'm sure yeah. they take hard pass. try to take precautions but i mean those tattoos look awesome like when it's all said and done but i don't know if it's worth the price of admission uh and then the last one for you gotta end on on a good one so i don't know if i'm gonna say this right but satir my bullet ant glove so deep in the brazilian amazon this tribe acknowledges boys as men I keep thinking of like the band Boys to Men. Mm. Boys to Men. Anyways. <laughs> but they have to stick their hand in a glove woven with bullet ants. So it's like, I don't know if they have like plants that they kind of weave together and then they just like fill it with these bullet ants. And apparently they have the most painful sting of any ant in the world. They have to withstand the painful stings for 10 minutes. Oh my. They can't make a sound. So they can't like wince or like scream. So yeah, that's sure. not what we do. <laughs> no. So I was gonna say, after yeah. hearing some of those rites of passage, are there any of those that you'd want to try back home? No, uh, I'm mean, the bungee jumping seemed kind of cool. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> I don't know the vines. Yeah, you want actual cords? One. Yeah. Yeah, you went scuba diving, so you can pretty much oh, do yeah. anything at this point. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm gonna give you a quick update. All right, hit me. So the game, the the series on Netflix is called Human Playground. Mm-hmm. It is episode four in Human Playground. No, three. Episode three called Rites of Passage. Nice. I'm going to watch that. And uh, young men in Madagascar grapple with a zebu to enter adulthood as boys elsewhere try to master kung fu sumo wrestling and reindeer racing. What is, what is a zebu? It's like a cow. Okay. That's why I was like, that sounds a lot like it. And that's in Madagascar? Yeah. So not the same, but. Yeah. Ethiopia is what? Like Northern Africa, I think. Madagascar is like the island off yeah. eastern, like southeastern. But. It's actually interesting. So if you want a little yeah. bit more content about the old rites of passage get to get my, your get brains turning. Yeah. yeah. Pay attention, dads. Yep. So let's get into, let's just talk about why is this even important? Why are we even talking about this? Um, now we know that a lot of different cultures perform what to us are kind of bizarre rite of passages. That's not something we really do in America. So like, why should we care about providing this type of experience to young men in our culture. And I think the first reason that came to mind for me is just that it's uncommon. Sure is. We are the uncommon. If we aspire to be uncommon men and to live uncommon lives and raise uncommon children, then we should probably not just default to like the culture around us. Yeah. And that kind of begs the question, like what are some of the ways that our culture defines a man? Like Mm. what come to mind for you guys? I think like the the answers that I heard, and I didn't really think a lot about this, was like the first time I had a beer was one time. Sure. One time was the first time I moved out of my parents' house. Okay. First time I had sex was one. Sure. Heard that one. I'm trying to think what other ones that I heard when I was thinking through this or asking people or thinking through this. I think maybe, oh, mine, we've already talked about this was when my wife told me that she was pregnant with her our, our oldest child. Okay, yeah. Yep, so we were 12 months into our marriage, and she was like, I'm pregnant. It was just like, whammo. <laughs> like, things changed for me quickly. At least you got that, that first year to yep. really enjoy each other. Man, that's right. Well, first year in nine months. So. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So for me, that was mine. It was like, those things got real quick. Mm-hmm. But Did anything come to mind for you, Beckham, as far as like what? 
the world says makes a man? I mean, just kind of like more stuff, like more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people are talking about. Like when you become like different stuff start changing. Like I don't know. Like if you grab, if you went to a new house, left your parents' house, yeah. all that stuff. Like, but, but yeah. And you're 13, so like something you're gonna get in a couple of years is that permit, that driver's license. Oh, so that's kind of like in that same vein, but yeah, getting a first job, things like that. But plenty of plenty of males experience these things, but I don't think we would agree generally that 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 necessarily makes them a man, a right. true man. Right. And kind of going back to the question you asked at the top of the show, Phil, like that's where it solidified for me is when I heard the question either on a podcast or in a book is like, at what point in your life did you know that you were a man? And after I like carefully considered that question and kind of just running through the Rolodex of my adolescence, like I just realized I had no idea like when I became a man mm. and I, I believe it is important to know what makes a true man. And at what point in your life as a young boy, you can start to kind of step into that mm -hmm. identity. And we talk a lot on, on this show about identity, our identity in Christ first and foremost and then like our core values, our personal mission statement, because if you don't know who you are, then you're liable to believe like anything about yourself, whether it's like your friends telling you that this is who you are or like the culture. And I think this re leads a lot of like young men down some pretty dangerous roads in life. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I really wrestled with when to do this with Beckham mm -hmm. and people on the show that are longtime listeners have known that Ryan gave me a book about the rite of passage a while back to help me read and kind of process yeah. through this which milestones to manhood milestones. We'll to link manhood. it in the show notes. Yep. And it was really, really good. Um, but I wrestled with this, like when is my boy going to be a man? And this is what I f like fell on, fell like, this is what I kind of eventually processed through one. The world is coming at Beckham quick. Like they are going to be, you have to be processing things and you have to be a man. Like either the world's going to tell you that you're a man or your father. And I wanted to beat that. I wanted to beat the world to that. Not like you're not exposed to all that stuff now, yeah. but I just knew that I wanted to be the one maybe even sooner than I would want to. But if I don't do that, the world's going to start giving him content that he needs to be a man to process. Mm. So at the, I finally landed on, we need to do this sooner than later. Yeah. Um, the book talks about, when they're 13, like 13 years old, the birthday and Beckham and I were scuba diving mm -hmm. on that specific day. So we had to make it a little bit different date, right? but it, I think it was even better. And, um, we'll talk through that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Phil, I guess the first question for you is kind of like, you've already kind of touched on it, but why did you choose as a father to facilitate a, a ROP for Beckham? Yeah. And why not just give him a pocket knife and a letter on his 13th birthday and just Pat him on the back and yeah. avoid all the trouble of like putting this like weekend together. Yeah. Why, why be more intentional? Yep. I wanted to show Beckham how much he meant to myself and the people around him. And then I ultimately wanted him to know that he has other people besides myself to go to that care enough about him that is going to see him as a man of the family. And so I wanted to have those men in that room in the time uh, to have this quality, intentional time with Beckham. And that's what we had. So we had, um, I don't, I'm sure this is a question later, but yeah. we're jumping through Go this. Go for it. Um, so I had both his grandpas there mm -hmm. and then one of his uncles that uh, was in town. The other uncle is like traveling all the time. So sure. I was like, we got to just land the plane on something. So there was five of us total. There was both Beckham's grandpas, my father, uh, my wife Aaron's father, 
Wheeler there, and then Nick, uh, which is Beckham's actually like newest uncle that actually yeah. really isn't uncle yet. He's going to oh, get married nice. in in June. So it's kind so, of an initiation for him as well. <laughs> yeah. And actually it was really awesome. That's so cool. that's what I had. So I wanted to have those guys not only give Beckham some generational wisdom, but also resources for him. If he ever gets to a point where like, hmm, this is uncomfortable. I need to go talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody that I trust that has kind of the perspective of our family. Mm-hmm. And maybe Nick is that guy or maybe, hey, grandpa, I got a question. And I wanted him to see like he has resources there that care about him that also are ready to answer any questions for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that, then also yeah. view him as a man. Right. Right. <laughs> what does it mean? Because that was the whole intention. What does it mean to be a man in our family, in the Ramsey yep. family? And it it's probably kind of some of the stuff are universal. Some of the stuff are really specific to our family. Yeah. So. Very cool. How, so Beckham, do you remember how your dad like told you you guys were gonna do this rite of passage, and like what were you thinking when he told you? Uh, so one night before, he goes, "Mom tells me Beckham go downstairs." Dad tells me he goes, "We're gonna go on a little trip tomorrow." I'm like, "Okay, what's that mean?" And the next day, my dad was like, "Hey, mom already, mom already packed all your stuff." Hop in the car, and then all my family was out there. I had no idea. Oh, they were already here at the house? Yeah, I had no idea what was happening at all. (laughs) Nailed that. I nailed it. So were you excited? Were you nervous? You're just kind of confused, all the above? Yeah, everything. I was really nervous because I didn't think when I was going to take me, you know, bungee jumping with, I don't know, (laughs) Not yet. That's the 18th birthday. (laughs) I was excited, but kind of like, what's going on? I had no idea what's happening. Yeah, very cool. Yep good surprise we, we love surprises with the uncommon you sure do how much of the significance of the rite of passage did you like let Beckham in on as you guys were preparing to go did you? zero zero yep. why am I not surprised <laughs> <laughs> okay full disclosure just been a little bit busy in my personal yep. life or in my professional life yeah and so I'm not saying this snuck up on me but it was a blessing because my wife scheduled this and I didn't really even know what she scheduled and she put it in the calendar. I was just like, oh, wait, Beckham's having another slumber party? <laughs> I thought we already did this for his birthday. She's like, no, no, that's for you to take him on the rite of passage you've been talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. So, so then you know, Aaron? Yeah. It, without my wife, it's like, this is the story of my life. Without my wife, it would never probably have <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> Let me ask this. Like, what was, how did you... Uh, present this to Aaron and like what was her initial response well similar to poor Beckham's story like hey I've got this idea it's gonna be awesome but I didn't really communicate the greatness of how cool it could be other uh-huh. than like hey the things that I need help with you I'd like to have a little party when he gets back to have uh, you know his family members there uh, and my wife has the best attitude like okay you let me know what you need uh, but one of the biggest things that she helped me with was just setting the date setting yeah. the date and then she helped me also get the cabin that we stayed at. Okay. So, so those are the two things that she knew logistics. about. Yeah, but <laughs> she didn't know much. And like she knew that I probably didn't have enough time or bandwidth to like articulate everything. Yeah. But she trusted me and knew that like this is important. Yeah. And it would be important to Beckham's life too. So this is probably the most that she'll ever hear about the rite of passage in this podcast. Oh, she'll okay. Because so, yeah. I was going to ask, I was like, did she really kind of appreciate the gravity of the weekend like once you guys got back and told her all about it or did you not even really no, you we did really, yeah okay. she wanted to hear yeah. all about it yeah. right but this will really get into like the nitty-gritty yeah okay right. cool cool right so you already went over who was in attendance it was both the grandpas and one of the uncles 
He went scuba diving in Florida the week before, yeah. just kind of mm-hmm. on his actual birthday. And so where did you go for the, the ROP? Uh, what activities? Getting Kind of give us an idea of like the activities, exercises, conversations, rituals, if you want to call them that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the details, yeah. Yeah, the details. So I sent uh, both his grandparent, uh, grandpas and Nick, his uncle that was coming, a couple questions that I wanted them to answer. And they were like, hey, when did you know that you were a man? Or who was the most influential person of shaping you into the man you are today? Another question I had was like, hey, what was the hardest moment you've ever had in your life that like helped shape and mold you? It's like a trial that... A trial. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Then what Bible verse uh, to think about to encourage Beckham in his life? And then what characteristics do you feel like are good and bad characteristics of men in your life that has demonstrated amazing godly manliness or characteristics that you're like, you don't want? (laughs) Uh, This is bad. So the first thing we did, we went to, poor Beckham didn't know any of this. So we went to, uh, what did we go to? Rube's Steakhouse. Because nothing says manly than grilling. (laughs) Cutting into Grilling steak and eating Texas toast on a grill. Oh, yeah. So we got there, and it was pretty busy, but we had reservations, and we got right in, and that was the first time at the table when I was like, all right, Beckham, here's what we're really doing, Okay, and got to tell him, like, we're now going to start, like, one, we're going to pour into you and tell you what it means to be a man in this family, and at the end of this weekend, we're going to look at you as a man in the family, um, which was fun, and then we went straight to the grill and grilled some huge steak. Yeah. Just so you know, what he told me was not what we were doing, he's saying that we're going to be doing this stuff, you know, it's like, we're going to go to a cabin in the woods, you're just like, we're talking about manhood, and I'm like... Okay. Now what? Yeah. 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 And then we really had an interesting server that was like, what's going on? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And so we got to tell her that. And she was a teacher part full-time, part-time server. And so she was like, oh my goodness, like this is the coolest thing ever. What a gift. And she looked at Beckham that you would have this time, intentional time to talk through this stuff. And I think that she probably sees the neglect of men in our culture and teaching. Mm. So it was cool to see that she was all bought in. She's like, I'm going to bring you cause she knew it was his birthday. I'm going to bring you a special yeah. brownie. That was amazing. Well, that was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that the highlight of the whole weekend? No, you better <laughs> okay. not say that. Okay. <laughs> but, um, and then also too, like in manhood and when, you know, you're kind of crossing through this, you'll have obstacles and things that don't go according to plan. And so we were up at the grill, and Nick is, like, almost doubled over. Mm. He's like, dude, yeah. I don't know what's going on, man, but, like, something's off. Later, we found out he was passing a kidney stone. Oh, my god! And so... He that's was? a right of passage. Yes, that's a right of passage. All right. I hope I never experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he ended up having to take off after dinner um, quickly. And so we'll kind of get back to that. So we, we did the, the grilling out. We came back to the table, and then... Nick's fiance, which is Beckham's aunt, came to come get him, but he got to kind of explain what his questions were or his answers to his questions quickly. That's good. But later he was like, I don't even remember what I said. Like, I was so (laughs) in pain. Yeah. (laughs) The poor guy. Oh, man. But he really wanted to be there. And honestly, it was really good because we've got to like, I got to know my dad in a different way, asking those questions. And I got to know my father-in-law in in a different way. It was just really a cool time. And Nick probably... Hear both of them, you know? So it was neat. Hi, Ryan here, taking a quick break from the episode to share an exciting announcement. 
Early bird registration for the fraternity is now open till May 31st. If you would like to learn more and apply, visit theuncommon.com slash membership. When you apply, you'll fill out a brief survey and schedule an onboarding call with yours truly. After the call, if we both feel like the fraternity is a good fit for you, you'll be emailed a registration link where you can sign up for just $29 a month. Once you pay, you're in. So you'll have access to our exclusive online community, including our weekly men's calls and challenges, a library of uncommon resources, our flagship course, and also an invitation to attend our monthly in-person get-togethers if you live in the greater Des Moines area. Think about it. For less than a dollar a day, you can invest in yourself and start designing your compelling future. Again, this early bird offer lasts only till May 31st, so apply today and take that next step on your uncommon journey. What was one thing real quick that you like learned about your dad? So he talked about one of the trials in his life about when he was water skiing um, with his friends and kind of like, hey, when you look back at some of the things that you do in your life, you realize how dangerous they were. But at the moment, you're like, yeah. you're we're good. You know, like, so he was skiing with his friends and uh, he saw a boat in the distance kind of coming after him and he was water skiing. So he dropped He's, he's kind of waiting, and he was double double skiing, water skiing. And he dropped, and the next person, or something happened. He was kind of in alone on this lake. And he looks over kind of in the distance. You see this boat coming at him. He's like, oh, that's coming at me, but not a big deal. Uh, anyway, he realizes that this boat's coming after him. Mm. And it was so long ago that they only wore, like, belt life jackets. They didn't have to wear the full-fledged life jacket. Yeah. Okay. And so he realizes like this boat's not going to move and my dad can whistle pretty loud. He's whistling, shaking the ski and they're not moving at all. So he goes under. Yeah. You just dive. At that he point. dives <laughs> and he's like, Lord, I can't be maimed. Like um, I can't be paralyzed. Like just take me if I'm going to. Oh wow. So he says, I took three hard pushes like boom, boom, boom. And he's like, and you have to like time it. Oh yeah. Mm. Then he hears this crack over, over him. Like he's like, Oh no. He's like, they hit the ski. But they didn't hit him. He yeah. knew that. And then he realizes, like, oh, they had a skier, too. So he keeps going. Because he knew that he cleared the boat. But oh, now is he, he going to clear the skier? Yeah. So he ends up going even further. And then he gets caught in the seaweed. Oh, That's man. how deep he went. Nightmare. Nightmare. And he finally, like, praised the Lord. But he even said, like, I remember praying, like, Lord, help me. Yeah. He gets through it, comes back up. And the, the woman that was skiing, like, has seen all of it. Come to find out the, the driver of the boat was looking behind him, watching the skier, not looking ahead of him. Can't be doing that. Can't do that. And so, didn't even realize, but the skier's, like, hysterical, like, thinking that my dad <laughs> dead. Yeah. Anyway, that was, I forgot about the seaweed part. I remember because my dad still has the ski, the severed ski. He yeah. still has it no in way. the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um. So I remember that story, but I don't remember the the seaweed story, okay. which was cool. Like, oh, man. Um, and then he also talked about the Vietnam War was the draft, and he just got out of high school. Mm. So he goes into the draft, and he was, what number was he, Beckham? Third? Third or fourth? Fourth, yes. Yeah. He was the fourth number because they did it by birthdays to go to the Vietnam War. And I'm telling you guys, like, my dad would never have lasted a minute. Lasted a minute. Like, I love my dad, but he's... 
He's full throttle. <laughs> okay. And, and if you know anything about the Vietnam War, you like, just charge. that's not the play. <laughs> so, uh, and so he ended up going into college and getting out of the Vietnam War. But basically wow. how he was kind of talking about the handprint of God and the sovereignty in his life of sanctification and going through that and those different moments yeah. created him. So that's one thing that I remember. That was the, probably the things that I kind of took away that I was like, oh, wow, that's... And then kind of hearing how my father-in-law is who he is today by the coaches in his life and how he was an amazing runner, like long distance runner and his whole life. He wasn't really that athletic. He'd love to play with the people around his neighborhood. But then when we go into like school events, he would realize that he's not that good. Mm. And then one time one of his friends asked him to go cross country skiing or cross country running, go cross country racing. And he heard people cheer him on and he was like, it was like, I was addicted from day one. <laughs> and his, it's true. Like he went on to coach collegiate athletes like track and long distance. His fastest marathon was two hours and 36 minutes, like beast mode. Dang. So, and it was fun to just reflect on those stories. So yeah. we go to Rubes and then after that we, Nick gets picked up by Lauren and then we went down to uh, Wild Hills Ranch, and they have some amazing cabins that you can rent out. And they're really nice. Like, it's not just your typical, but they're nice. And then when we first got in, we said, hey, Beckham, one of the things is being a man of this family, you have to delegate. So we said, like, you get to pick where people sleep. How'd that go for you, Beckham? Uh, so I was kind of like, well, both my grandmas are older, so I was like, you two get, like, the king, queen. They're probably queens. Yep. Uh, and then it was like a little spiral staircase up to the top thing, rinky-dinky. It looked like it was about to fall. But so my dad went up there. There were like these little twin beds. Yep. Uh, they probably should have had one more bigger bed. But that's fine. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, he delegated everybody Didn't put out. your grandpas on top of the rinky-dinky <laughs> He should have. <laughs> put them up there. It's just good, good delegation. They would have. Nice. And then we talked about different things. So that that's when we kind of talked through like the biggest trial in your life. Uh, and then Beckham was at this point just kind of listening, yep. right? Um, he found out that I went to jail. That was exciting. Uh, <laughs> I did. Didn't know that before. <laughs> Do now. Um, and then we talked about those different characteristics that we've seen good and bad men in our lives demonstrate. And I wrote it all up on the board or this like white, like mm-hmm. tear off sheet of paper, uh, but pretty big. And then I gave Beckham a different color marker and I said, hey, circle the ones that you want to emulate or want to know about or, or think this is important for you in your future. And then tell us why you want to, you know, why do you want to be a hard worker? Mm-hmm. And he did a great job of that. It was fun to just go through each one of those things. Really cool. So yeah. at the end of that, it was probably what, 930? Probably, yeah. It was dark out. Um, and then I said, okay, the last and only, the only thing that we have left planned is we're going to go on a hike. And we here's your two rules. We have to go on a hike. It doesn't matter how long or short, but it's pitch black. We only have one flashlight, and you have to be the one who holds the flashlight. The torchbearer. Mm-hmm. The torchbearer, <laughs> right. And the only regret I have about the whole weekend is I didn't give him a lot of direction Yeah. on what to do or how to do it. What were you thinking going into the hike, Beckham? So... Couple things first that my dad got the, a bunch of glow sticks, so we each had some glow sticks. So you're just going into the woods for a rave or something? Yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> if this flashlight fails, we have, what are we gonna do? Because we said like 
like the only reason we'd use them is if a bear got to us, we'd see that they were there. Like that's all. Of Didn't them. really do a good see job. See the teeth of... right before they jumped out. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Didn't help us light up the path. <laughs> but I thought it was fun. It. At first, I, I was I didn't really want to go back because I was like that'd just be dumb. We're kind of in a big circle, like like probably around the middle of it. My grandpa's like, I'm not saying we're lost, but <laughs> if, we're, if, if this was bigger, we'd be lost by now. So we were, no idea what we were doing. We were kind of lost. Yeah, we were lost. <laughs> That's life. That's right. But we got back on a trail. It was fun. Yeah, there was a couple times at the beginning where you were like, let's go to this path, and I love. Everybody's attitude. We're like, okay, we'll follow you. And it mm. wasn't a path. No. <laughs> these, these like little signs are like laminated and like yeah. duct tape on a tree or something like that. And then you go over there and there's just like footsteps basically. You mm-hmm. can barely even tell that's a path. Yep. Uh-huh. So we turned around and kept going on our way. Like it was really symbolizing like we'll be there for you. you know, okay. We'll walk behind you. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be? We'll support you. Yep. So. You might get off the path at times. We're not always going to like prevent you from making mistakes. We're going to exactly. let you kind of wander, but we won't let you go too far off course. Exactly. That's that's a good lesson. Yeah. To learn. Yep. Have people in your corner. Nice. Going back to the uh, exercise you did with just the the words and like the character that you wanted. How was that for you doing that? Was there what was one of the characteristics that you said you did want to have and kind of what did you learn from, from that? Uh, there's a lot of words, like patience. Uh, like, a lot of, like, stuff about friends, like, uh, f- like winsome. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of stood out with me. Like, it's better to have friends than enemies. Mm-hmm. My, I think my, one of my dad's new favorite words is endurance. That was mm-hmm. one he talked about a lot. You can explain it if you want. but. <laughs> Do you want to explain it? Yeah, endurance. Just the ability, the grit is another word that you can use yeah. for endurance. But I feel like, man, one of the things that is a word that you really have to understand stepping into this manhood is grit and determination and endurance. Endurance and patience just to keep going. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. He definitely circled that one. Maybe because mm-hmm. he knew I wanted him to circle. That. <laughs> yeah. He knew that was an important one. So after the you guys got back from the hike, what was the rest of your night like? The next yeah. day, and how did you wrap it up? Or was there was there a lot more? Oh, uh, there is some more. So like usual, I did not know what was going on. I thought we just go back to our house. We actually went. Wait, what was it? We what did we do after we got back to the cabin? Oh, after we got back to the cabin, we played some games. We played like a. Betting game? That yeah, we did. That? Is oh. it the horse one? The horse the game. Horse oh, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, the horse Across game. The I'm board. terrible at that. And it's all luck. <laughs> Are you good? I got negative. I got. I had to pay $33 for Dude, that. Dude, you and me. You can be <laughs> terrible at that game together. Yeah. And it's all luck, too. <laughs> it totally <laughs> is. <Such> garbage. Did not get the right horses. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so then, then we went to bed that night. You guys pretty tired? Yeah, pretty tired. Oh, yeah. Went to bed around 11. We, Our hike went for probably 45 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a long one, which yeah. was fun. And it was kind of fun. We got out kind of, and like we said, we kind of lost. And Beckham had a map, but this map was not helpful, <laughs> but also kind of fun. But we get out like in this, and it's dark, you know, and like the wind's like picking up and we're kind of lost. Like it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about 45 minutes later, we get back to our uh, cabin. We play a couple games. 
We played yeah. that one, and then we played... Liar's Dice. Liar's Dice, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was fun. And then we went to sleep, got up the next morning, and then I texted Nick, and I was like, hey, man, how are you feeling? Are you alive? <laughs> are you alive? He thought his appendix burst, so like, oh, uh, you man. know, I don't know. And he didn't know either, and so he was like, no, I'm in. I'll meet you at breakfast. So we went to West Des Moines, Eggs and Jam. If you know anything about Eggs and Jam, represent. <laughs> so good. Um, mm-hmm. They've got eggs. They've got jam. They do. And it mm-hmm. was really, it was fun. So that was the, the only thing that I told Beckham at the end of the evening was tomorrow at breakfast, you need to ask us three questions that you want to hear from us. Like each or? Just one. Just no, we'll all total go around. Questions. Yeah, three total gotcha. questions will go all around. Yeah. Um, do you remember what those questions were? Okay. One of them was, what was one thing you wished you had when you were a kid? Yeah. One of them was... One thing you wish you had? Yeah. Yep. Like a, a gift or, you know, okay. like, like a present. Uh, what was one thing you would have changed when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Was one thing your you would have changed? Oh, your biggest regret. Yeah, your biggest regret. Okay. Yep. Did any of the answers, like, stand out to you from anybody? My grandpa's on my my dad's side, so his his was uh, he he didn't really have anything. He was like, I don't really regret anything in my life. It helped me shape me who I am today. But on that same conversation, my dad was talking about like big figures in your life, and he was talking about how his dad and like none of his family ever came to any of his games. Mm, yeah, they only came to one of his games. I thought that really stood out to me. Yeah, your pop. Yeah, your mm-hmm. papa or or my dad said that none of his family ever came to support him in any of his extracurricular. He kind of reminds me of like what you shared of the first time he heard people cheering for him. He probably like, Oh man, desired that his whole life. Yes. Right. That's a, that was a big moment. Huge athlete (laughs) from there on out. Wow. Like he got, it was like national championships from like that. And Uh they never came for that. Wow. That really stood out to me. Yeah. That was really neat. So I had a a fun breakfast and then we went to breakout, which is an escape room. Mm -hmm. And we all got into this room, and my dad's a fish out of water. Like, this is not his jam. <laughs> you what was tell. the theme of it? Uh, lava. Yeah, we were island. on island. Oh, lava was coming in. Lava was coming in. <laughs> and Volcanoes. we dominated this. Mm-hmm. True story. So Nick's now with us. And oh, he, he came from, back. Yeah, he came back nice. for breakfast and had a great conversation. He had awesome answers. Yeah. Fun to get to know him more. And then we went to... Uh, the breakout games and he was like oh yeah i love these things sweet so i'm like all right we got this right (laughs) super confident because i'm seeing nick's confidence and i don't know how many minutes we were in maybe five minutes in or six seven (laughs) ten minutes into this escape room he's like well i've never escaped one of these (laughs) i'm I'm sorry what um but he was like super chill like oh yeah we're totally gonna get out (laughs) and he was like i've never got out of one of these i'm like wait what a little baby switch there that's but we had fun that actually Mm. was so fun just to have fun do something together my dad and chris your other grandpa Mm -hmm. contributed a lot but like nick was dialed in like nick was doing Mm -hmm. great Beckham did awesome. I felt like we were all kind of unified. Five seems to be the right number where you actually can feel like you're a part of it. Because yeah. you can get in there with too many people and you're like, I don't even know how I'll that opened. I'll just take opened. a nap over here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that opened, <laughs> but I guess it was awesome. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've actually never done one. So. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, Ryan Garvey. Yeah, we didn't have a romp for you, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a romp either. So, <laughs> so cool. we did that. And then at yeah. the end of that, we went home. And then, uh, so Beckham's aunts were all there, 
all of his cousins were there and then all of his grandmas were there and we just kind of had some oh, and one of your friends was there yeah actually. my best friend yep and then we had some lunch i don't know if we had cake did we we should have told me there was pepperoni know. pizza this man's favorite food well, no I didn't, even, I didn't know we were having a party either so, <laughs> so we got home, like, what's going on yeah. Yeah. and so then um oh that evening shoot i'm so sorry i did get him something okay oh. um you want to say what I got for the rite of rite of passage? A razor, shaving razor. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah. Yep, that's right. And the other gift that I gave him, I would say that all of us gave him was just letters of encouragement nice. that we all gave him. So all his aunts and uncles, yeah. and then uh, his grandmas and mom and sister cool. and brothers all, and then yeah. myself and then grandpas all gave him cards just to say like, hey, you can read this whenever you want. These are yours to have and you know to cherish forever. Have you read them all? Yeah. Did anything stand out from any of them? Oh, so one really shocked me. My youth group leader, he wrote one, and I, I like that one a lot because mm-hmm. I was not expecting it. He's like, I know for like, I don't know, he doesn't like write a lot. Like for like a birthday party, he wouldn't write a card. He just you know gives them to you or something like that. So that really stood out to me. Uh, like my my grandpa's on my dad's side too. That was mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I liked all of them. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. So, so that then was, that was that was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's awesome. What was what would you say was your favorite part of the whole thing? I mean, just connecting with my my family. Yep, that was really fun. For sure. No more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steak. 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 <laughs> the brownie. The brownie was great. Cutting yeah. cutting your own steak and he did. Mm-hmm. What would you say Beckham was just like one important thing you learned about what it means to be a man? That you're gonna mess up, even though mess up, it, it mm-hmm. we all mess up, you know. Yep. It's okay to mess up, and that we're there for you. Yeah. Whatever happens. Yeah. That's powerful. I think a lot of, a lot of men don't realize that till a lot later in life, and they mm-hmm. live their lives thinking they can't mess up, or if they do, they can't let anybody know, so they don't have anybody to confide in, and mm-hmm. they don't see like mistakes as your opportunity to grow. That's kind of how I have come to, to view mistake and failure as like, well, if you learn from it, then you don't actually fail. You know, mm-hmm. that's, what, yeah. that's what makes you, you know, grow and progress. Phil, if you had to do it all over again, what's one thing that you would want to do differently? I would probably give him a little bit more direction with the old light. Okay. <laughs> the hike? Yeah, the hike. <laughs> like, one of the things I wish I would have told him is like, hey, because you have our only light source... You have to be protecting and watching out for those behind you. Yeah, you can't just ditch everybody. You can't ditch everybody. <laughs> now here, to his defense, we all did have glow sticks that I thought okay. were going to illuminate far they more than they were. They didn't do they anything. Didn't yeah. Nothing. Um, so it was kind of fun to just to watch people with glow sticks, but it wasn't helping light up anything. So yeah. if I could have done it over, I think I would have given him a little bit more, not direction, but help mm-hmm. on that aspect of it. Um. Yeah, I think that's all. Like, I don't know if there was mm-hmm. anything huge I would have changed. We did cover a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't feel forced at all either, which I felt like is more Beckham style. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, we got to go now. We got to go this. We got to do that. Like, doesn't feel like it would have really been as beneficial. Yeah. Or that as intentional. sounds like it would have been stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, like, I think four or five questions that we kind of talked through throughout the whole course of... I don't know, 20 hours or mm-hmm. something. But yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was it was just like the perfect synergy of, you know, intentionality, mm-hmm. but also not too long. Because some of these things can go a little bit longer, like a whole weekend. And mm-hmm. um, 
and we left the the book that that you gave me. Yep. Talked about like, hey, go in the cabin and never leave until you know he comes out a man. Right. That really didn't work for us. And I'm not saying that it's not a great idea. I love it, but the cabin that they were staying in in the book was a little bit more rustic, and they had a little bit more thought with like a fire yep. of like the Holy Spirit and like we need to keep quenching or we need to keep stoking the fire, yep. keep feeding the fire all through the night. Such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't have access to a fire yeah. place. And then they had uh, the words. They did it a little bit different. Yeah. And then they had kind of like the ceremony, of, let's burn all the bad, but let's just focus on the good. Yep. Um, and so we modified it a little right. bit. And Which that was the part where I feel like God's given me the gift of like, hey, what do we want to try to cultivate in this experience together? And how do we do this, even if it is different than what we've read or what people are recommend, yeah. recommending? And so it it's not like a cookie cutter approach. No, you have right. to tailor it to the to the initiate, to, to right. Beckham. And you have another son who's we do. younger. And right. yeah. I'm sure it'll look a lot different when yes. you do it for mm-hmm. Oakley. So. Right. And for those of you who are listening, who are thinking like, wait, I only have a daughter. You can do this for your daughter. For sure. Um, and for those people who say like, hey, I've done this and my son's older than 13 or whatever, or my son's younger, like, I hope this encourages you to like, just be intentional because there is a time where you're going to have to look at your son or your daughter and say, wow, you're stepping into womanhood or manhood and to yeah. try to be intentional with that yeah. and then cultivate something in order to have something different. So my card to Beckham was like, many, many people don't know when they turn to be a man. You won't have that. You know, like on March 31st, 2023, Mm -hmm. you became a man. Yeah. So, man. Beckham, why do you think it's important for dads to give their sons a rite of passage? And like, how has it brought you and your dad closer? Uh, I mean, if you don't have one, I feel like it'd be a lot harder to be like, have a better relationship with them. And then, I mean, I don't think anybody, anybody who ever, ever wants to mess up. And I think it helps when you do mess up you know that it's okay to mess up and mm-hmm. that people have your back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a gift that a dad can give to their son is letting them know that they support them and that there's other men around them that support them even when they do make mistakes. Like, that'll be all right and they can help them learn from it. Yeah. Very cool. Phil, what were you the most proud of Beckham for during his, his rite of passage? What's one, one way that you've seen positive growth in him since? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so dumb. But... Cutting his own food, something that like we always kind of did. He's shaking his head over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but now he does it. Like, and I noticed that during the time, like, dude, he's cutting his own food, and and there was something about like scuba diving with him. Like watching him scuba dive was something like in me of like, holy cow! Like that is my son that's yeah. turning into a man. Like that's something like a man does. And yep. so I was super proud of him for just one being present. Like there's there was we talked about a lot of stuff. And he stayed present the whole time. Um, and then now looking past and, and just like he cuts his own food and <laughs> sounds so small, but it's, it's cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And like he's stepping into this and taking more responsibility of being nicer to people and thanking my wife more and things like that. So I've seen some change already. That's positive for sure. Yeah. Patience with siblings. <laughs> that, that's tough. <laughs> yep, it is. Well, yeah, as we kind of wrap up here, even just to kind of cast some vision for the uncommon and kind of the rite of passage that we're wanting to do. So Phil and I have been in conversation about 
what it would look like for us to lead future ROPS retreats for small groups of maybe five or six dads and their sons. And it's definitely something we want to do, whether we go out to Colorado, get a cabin, climb a 14er, or go camping in South Dakota, or like deep sea fishing in Florida. Uh, we just want to provide like life-changing experiences for dads and their sons where they un- enjoy uncommon fun and make lifelong memories and then share intentional conversations and experiences around true manhood. So like we've talked about, we just think one of the best gifts that a dad can give his son is that affirmation and that assurance that he is now seen as a, a man. And the distinction we make is like, we see you as a man, you're not an adult yet. So you don't, you don't just get all the responsibilities and privileges that an adult man gets, Yeah. but you're starting that transition where you are going to get more responsibilities. And with that comes more privileges and you know, see how see how that goes, but uh, yeah, we don't know the time frame on that. Um, but I think it's just a matter of identifying a handful of dads who have young sons and want to share this experience with them, and then just putting a plan together. So I'd say, if your dad listening to this and you got a young son that's approaching that age and you want to give us give them that experience and reach out to us and yeah, we'll uh, we'll make it happen. So yeah, and yeah. it's not as daunting when you're doing it with other guys, yeah, you know, other yeah. fathers that are doing that. So for sure. We want to be a resource. We want to encourage people just to step into some intentionality. And what um, I talked to Gabe Chamberlain. Okay. Uh, so shout out to Gabe Chamberlain. What's up, buddy? We, we shout out. We shout him out a lot. On the we show. do. It's we great. Miss him. Um, and it was funny because after we had that fun uh, ex- uh, elevate experience up in Minneapolis, he wanted to do that for his family. And oh, wow. so he was like, "I didn't tell anybody except my wife." And they kind of did this thing down in Kansas City. And he was like, it was so fun. He was like, I don't know if we'll ever do it different. Like where they were just like, well, this morning we're going to take off. Like oh, you got man. 20 minutes to go pack your bags. And he's like, the fun part about the them not knowing is like the gift to see them enjoy it and like have this surprise. And so that's fun. Like to be able to, one, experience something like this, you realize how important it is and how valuable it is to give this experience to somebody else. Yep. So. For those dads out there, you can be intentional with your children and your sons and your daughters and your whole family, honestly. And you can see the joy not only in your heart, but those around you. And it's a true gift. Yeah. And it can be fun. Like it doesn't have to be drudgery or an obligation. So we're here to help and provide resources and come alongside you. So, yeah, I want to thank Phil and Beckham for just sharing your guys' experience and I'm definitely confident that it's going to inspire and encourage a lot of of dads uh, or maybe even wives who are like, hey, you need to do this for our sons. So, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, take action and use this as a resource. But thanks for listening. I've been your host, Ryan. I've been Philip, And I'm Beckham. <laughs> I love it. You've been listening to The Uncommon Podcast. Stay uncommon. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.